Hello and welcome to Bill's Facebook Live Studies. Once again, it's been quite a while since I got to see you or since you got to see me. Of course, you do get to see me if you're watching on our uh, live stream of our West Irwin Church of Christ page. And I hope that you're able to do that. If you're not able to be at church in person, that you will uh, take advantage of that at westirwin.com. Uh, you can click on the link that says live stream and go to that page and you'll find that live stream blue box that uh, lights up with our worship services every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Uh, go down a little bit on that live stream page to uh, where it says video archive and you can find some of those uh, worship services or sermons that you've missed. And I uh, want to welcome everyone to these studies. I hope that you are able to... Uh, uh, take advantage of this, and I hope that we're able to uh, get through without, uh, with a minimum of, of technical problems. Let's put it like that. Hopefully, you're able to uh, uh, check in with us, and you're able to uh, take advantage of these studies. I'm excited about getting to share with you what we're going to be studying on these Tuesday and Thursday studies. They'll be live on my Facebook page at 3 p.m. Central Time. But they'll also be, of course, continued on my Facebook page. They'll stay there. And then also we'll be able to uh, share those on our West Irwin Live page and also on our uh, West Irwin Church of Christ page. And then we'll also be able to uh, share a little bit about um, uh, those things on our West Irwin uh, pages that, as well. So I'm excited about that. I hope that you're able to uh, take advantage of these studies, and I'm really looking forward to uh, being able to share them with you. Um, you've heard me talk, likely, about the uh, Daily Bible in chronological order. It is edited by F. Lagarde Smith. It is one of many daily Bible reading tools. What I have experienced is that I believe that it's the very best one uh, that is out there. And uh, it, it's just been a great help for me. I've had one for a long time, as you're about to see. And I hope that uh, you're able to find some daily Bible reading tool that will enable you to uh, read the Bible every day and hopefully sometime in your life, perhaps several times, be able to read through the Bible uh, in one year. That is such a, a, an incredible experience to have and it's a great sense of accomplishment when you do it because it's quite a process. Uh, you do have to persevere. You have to persevere through the Old Testament law passages. You have to persevere through all of the, uh, the challenging words that you read in the book of the Judges, for example, or in other places, uh, and, and, uh, and uh, sharing about Old Testament uh, history of the Jews. And, of course, you get to read uh, the wonderful uh, statements about Jesus and from Jesus in the Gospels, his uh, wonderful uh, message in life and in words, in parables and in teaching, and also uh, about his death, burial, and resurrection. And then when you get to the book of Acts, you get to read the story of the church. And then the rest of the New Testament are letters written to uh, various individuals and churches uh, that existed in the first century for the first few decades uh, that the church actually existed. So the Bible is a, is a wonderful blessing. It's a great, uh, great uh, uh, book to read. 
and I hope that you do that regularly. Hopefully these studies will help. Hopefully they will in, enable you to uh, be able to uh, keep up with your daily Bible reading. Uh, you'll be able to share a little bit uh, about some of those things. You can send me questions if you like. You can send comments. I may or may not be able to see them live, but uh, when, I, uh, when I see them, I will be glad to respond and look forward to sharing this study uh, with you. Uh, I want to begin with this question, and I've asked it before. If you were asked, what would you say is the most significant verse in all of Scripture? Um, what would you say? <laughs> I can tell you some of my favorite verses. 2 Corinthians 5.21 is probably my favorite verse these days. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Some might say John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him would not perish or die but have everlasting life. Uh, my favorite chapter, uh, Romans chapter 8, begins with this great statement, there is therefore now no condemnation uh, for those who are in Christ Jesus. Later on, towards the end of that great chapter, he says that nothing can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. It's just a fantastic, fantastic chapter. But I was asked one time by a man, not a, not a member of my church, I'm sure a member of some church somewhere. Uh, I believe he was. Question for you. And this was the question he asked. Uh, what do you think is the most significant verse in all of the Bible? So I thought about that, and then I kind of told him, well, I have a few that are favorites, and, uh, and so I listed a few like I just did. And, um, uh, and then he shared with me the one that, that he thought. And um, interestingly enough, it was honestly one that I was thinking about as well. Um, uh, which one was it, Bill? Well, uh, we'll come back to it, okay? <laughs> Let's come back to that. Um, but I want us to take a, a look at how to use this daily Bible in chronological order, first of all. And then what I want to do each week, we're just going to meet for 15 or 20 minutes on Tuesdays and Thursdays afternoons. If you want to look at it later, of course you can. It'll be on my page, as I said, and on our church pages on our website. That'll be fine. Um, but I just want to spend a few minutes uh, sharing a little bit about what we're reading that week. Uh, and so uh, today, since this is the first one, I want to share a little bit about uh, this daily Bible in chronological order. If you've never seen it, this is what it looks like. Okay, <laughs> you're thinking, wait, I've got the wrong one. That's not what mine looks like at all. Well, actually, this is one that I have had for almost 40 years. Can you believe that? This is a Bible that was published in 1984. Uh, the same year that the uh, uh, New International Version revised uh, came out in 1984 for the whole Bible. And then later on, uh, the current version of the NIV that this uh, study uses, that I typically use in my preaching and teaching, uh, actually came out in 2011, a new revision that most of the newer Bibles have. In fact, the newer uh, version of uh, the Daily Bible in Chronological Order will have
uh, cover. In fact, that's been revised a couple of times, and uh, and this this year uh, there is a different design. And so I hope that whatever you find, that you'll be able to do that. You can get it at most bookstores. They can order it through Amazon, through barnesandnoble.com, or at the store. Uh, Christian bookstores such as uh, Mardell's or Lifeway or some others would likely have it, especially this time of year when everyone wants to uh, start the daily Bible, uh, read through the Bible in a year. And most uh, versions, most Bible translations or versions, especially study Bibles, will have something in there towards the back, uh, maybe towards the front, that has a, a, a daily Bible reading plan. And you can get them. This one's in chronological order. And I'll explain more about that in a moment. Some others just go straight through Genesis, through Revelation, or they may divide it up by a theme or topic or have a, a chapter or a couple of chapters from the Old Testament and a chapter out of the New Testament or something like that. And that's all fine. I, I don't care which version you use. You know what I've said before about my favorite version. Uh, when asked one time, someone said, uh, what is your favorite version of the Bible? He said, the one that you will read, provided that it's a reliable translation. Now, the message is a great study tool by Eugene Peterson. It's wonderful, uh, but it is not a translation. It is a paraphrase. The New Living Translation, the Living Bible from years ago and updated, is a paraphrase. It's not a translation. And so a version like the NIV, the New King James, the Old King James, um, uh, the uh, English Standard Version is a very good version, a very literal translation. The NIV is a very reliable translation, and it's in a very readable format. I like it. Uh, there's no perfect translation. The, the Bible was not written in English. And so you have the Old Testament Hebrew and Aramaic and the New Testament Greek uh, that's translated from the original manuscripts into the modern day language. I think it's good to have as modern day a language that is still faithful uh, to the scripture and to the translation to the manuscript evidence, which is uh, amazing that, uh, that it can be a reliable translation. So whichever one you use, that's great. Just use it and read it. Um, and the same with, uh, with a daily Bible reading plan, whichever one you use, that'll be great. Let me tell you a little bit about the daily Bible, as you can see here, and I'm going to try to do this as best I can. Up there where it says January 1st, you'll notice it's all in caps and bold, and that's where the new, uh, that day's reading begins. And you see this little um, uh, kind of sunrise thing right here where my finger's pointing, my great big finger. Uh, that one... Uh, indicates that's where that day's reading begins. Now you'll notice on the print that some of it is darker shaded and some of it is, li is lighter. Uh, this dark part up here is Eflagard Smith's commentary. He doesn't do a lot, but he does do some, and he does it primarily to set up a historical setting to give you an idea of what's going on in the world at the time uh, or to share something about, uh, very briefly, about what you're about to read. Um, the, uh, the text part is seen uh, in the lighter shade, and that's where you have that. And it's interesting that on uh, you'll find the notation of what verse it is, what book, chapter, and verse it is. And then if it has some other uh, information there, it might have something about, uh, for example, what, uh, what approximate year uh, that is happening in. And so here 
here you have January 4th. Since today is January 4th, I thought that might be good to look at. And so again, you see that over here on January 3rd, it's got the date up there, but it's not in big, bold capital letters. The new day starts with uh, January 4th. You see the sunrise sign there. And then uh, again, some commentary, but then below is uh, the, the text, this part right here. And uh, what you see down here are some things like a date or um, sometimes you'll have some other kind of historical notation, but it's very brief, it's very helpful, and uh, it's not inspired. Uh, it's F. Lagarde Smith's uh, editorial helps. And, uh, but I, uh, uh, he's a member of the church, he's a uh, uh, former law professor, instructor at Pepperdine University years ago. And I, I think that you'll find it uh, very, very helpful. Um, and so that gives you a little bit of, a, of an indication. Um, uh, later on, uh, when we, before we get to the New Testament, there's a couple of days of reading that's very helpful on the time between the, the Old Testament and the New Testament that talks about uh, things like Alexander the Great and the Romans taking over and... Uh, and the Herodians and all of that, and a brief paragraph of that, a little bit about the Apocrypha. There's some helpful things like that that you read, but it's not overbearing, and, uh, and you still are able to read through the Bible in a year. Typically, if you're reading three or four chapters a day, you'll read through the Bible. For example, this first week, uh, between now and next Tuesday, uh, between January 1st and next Tuesday, January 11th, uh, you're reading about 24 chapters out of the book of Genesis. Uh, and so you see that you're, you're doing a, a lot of reading in one week. But typically, most of the time, if you read about three chapters a day, uh, you'll get there. Some chapters are very long, like Psalm 119 or some of the first few chapters in the book of Luke. Uh, some chapters are, are very, very short, like Psalm 117 uh, and uh, other passages like that. Uh, so that's what we're going to be doing. And, uh, and another thing about this study is it's the Daily Bible in chronological order. What does that mean, Bill? Well, that means it starts in Genesis and it ends in Revelation. But some of the in-between parts is a little different than what you read in your Bible as far as the order is concerned. For example, when you get to First um, and Second Samuel and First and Second Kings and First and Second Chronicles, that's a lot of narrative about Old Testament uh, Hebrew history. And so you, uh, as you read through that, you'll read some things that happened, for example, to King David, and then it'll jump to a psalm that he wrote. Uh, when you get to the New Testament, um, the, uh, the Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John passages are uh, written in a synoptic way. They're written in a, uh, in a way that is uh, less repetition. And yet all of the verses are noticed and noted it's just that not all of them are the ones that are quoted. The ones in bold will be the ones that he quotes from that you see on the side. And that's very, that's very helpful. Also, um, when you get to uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, uh, it, is, it is something that is written based on the, the time of those events when they happened. And, uh, and the rest of it, it is basically ab about uh, when things were written. For example, uh, the man, Job, J-O-B, lived probably, possibly, about the same time as Abraham. So you would expect that we would read about Job in the book of Genesis as we're reading through Genesis, but we don't. There is a notation. 
And it's likely that that story was handed down in oral form. People told it from one generation to another until probably the time of the exile when it was written down to help uh, the suffering nation of the Jews uh, as they were carried off into Assyrian and Babylonian exile uh, to give them encouragement based on the life and the story of the book of Job, one of my favorite books, as you know. Uh, I've said that often, the book of John, my favorite. Um, Job and Psalms, uh, right up there uh, after it. And then, of course, great books like the book of Romans. And uh, I have lots. Well, again, it's written in chronological order. So as Paul is going on his mission journeys, uh, then there'll be a pause and maybe uh, you'll read uh, the letters that he wrote to the Corinthians because that happened at a certain stop uh, when he was there uh, on his uh, mission journey. So it's, uh, it's a, again, it's a very helpful thing. I, I think it'll be a good study for us. If you're looking to read in the New Testament, uh, better get comfortable <laughs> because we don't get to the New Testament until mid-October. I know that's a long way off, but it's very important for us to read this story of God in the Old Testament before we get to the story of Jesus and the church in the New Testament. I think it's a great exercise for you uh, to take part in. Uh, <clears throat> one of the things I like to say about this, any daily Bible reading plan, if you get behind, remember, read today's reading first. However much you've missed, wherever you are, read today's reading first. Why is that, Bill? Well, because you can always catch up. But if you start over today, then at least get today's reading done. And then tomorrow you can read that day's reading. And if you have time, then you can go back and catch up on some of the things that you've missed. Uh, I know it's a hard thing. It's a great, it's a wonderful um, goal to have to read through the Bible in a year. Uh, I think, uh, and I mentioned it Sunday in my sermon, Stephen Covey's uh, statement from the seven habits of highly effective people begin with the end in mind. So if you want to get to December 31st, 2022, and be able to finish up those last few chapters in Revelation and say, I read through the Bible in 2022, begin with the end in mind. Uh, start reading now. If you haven't read it uh, yet, then you're only behind about uh, 12 or 13 chapters. Uh, today's reading will go on. It'll begin in Genesis chapter 11. And so it won't take you much to catch up today. Uh, but again, read today's readings first, and that is from January, I mean from Genesis 11 uh, to, um, well, really through Genesis 11. And, um, and, and uh, that will get you uh, to the story of Abraham starting in Genesis 12. Um, and so if you read Genesis 1 through 11, you're caught up today. And, um, and if you have the Daily Bible, then you can read some of F. Lagarde Smith's comments as well. Well, with all of that being said, I wanna, I wanna share a few brief things about the readings this week, and then uh, we'll close up. My goal is to make these sessions about 15 or 20 minutes, uh, but if you know me well, then you know that that's gonna be a stretch. I think it'll be easier after today because I really did want to share with you a little bit about how to use this great, wonderful tool, the Daily Bible, in chronological order. Um, I'm not. Uh, 
I can, I, and I can tell you that um, before next Tuesday, we will have read uh, the first 24 or so chapters of the book of Genesis. So it's impossible to pinpoint all of that in just a couple of uh, short messages. But I'll try to read some, and I will try to give you a good summary of what's going on. We'll hear a little bit more on Thursday about this first reading, this first week's readings. But it begins, of course, in Genesis 1. Now, if this were uh, chronological based on when things happened that were talked about, we would start in John 1, verse 1, which says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Well, that starts long before creation. That starts in eternity. Genesis 1.1 says uh, that in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. The first chapter of John goes on and talks about how Jesus was active in that creation. And then ultimately the word became flesh and lived for a while among us. And we beheld his glory full of grace and truth. Uh, that is John 1 verse 14. Um, and so that, that whole eternity takes place. And then at a certain time, Genesis 1-1 comes along and says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. And, uh, and so as we're looking at this from a chronological uh, perspective, uh, we see that those are uh, the first words of the Bible written down uh, as best we can tell. Uh, verse two uh, and the or the verse one continues. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, "Let there be light." First thing we read about in the book of Genesis is creation, and it's such an important thing. In fact, the friend I told you about that asked me what is the most important and significant verse in the Bible, his vote was for Genesis one one. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And I kind of think he's got a point there. Because if you don't attribute everything around you to the hand of God, if it's all to chance, if it's all just an accident, then where does that leave you in how you live your life? But if you find that uh, faith that says, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, then, then there's a purpose and there's a mission and there's also a power, and ultimately there's a Savior. Later on in Genesis chapter 1, he speaks about the creation of humanity. And he says this in Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 and 27. Let us make man in our image, in our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, over the livestock, over all the earth, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. He created them. And that verse is so significant, and it's a verse that Jesus hearkens back to. And then later on, as we read in Genesis 2, and that special uh, mention about the creation of humanity, this is the, the, uh, uh, the out of space, outer space view. But then he zooms in in chapter 2, and he talks more about the creation of humanity. Uh, forming Adam out of the dust of the earth, taking a rib from Adam and forming Eve, woman, his wife, and then saying, therefore a man shall leave his father and his mother and shall cleave 
to his wife, be devoted to his wife, hold on to his wife, and the two shall be one flesh. Um, that's such a significant statement uh, as we consider all of the discussion that goes on today about humanity, all the discussion that goes on about male and female, all the discussion that goes on about marriage and sexuality. It, it goes back to Genesis. In fact, Jesus himself in Matthew 19 and in other places, when asked about marriage and sexual morality, goes back to Genesis. How God created us in his image, how he created us male and female, how a man, male, is to leave his father and his mother and is to be devoted to his wife, female, and the two of them shall be one flesh. Well, that's just one example of many that if you believe in God, if you believe the Bible is God's word, and if you believe the words of Genesis 1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, then it's going to matter when it comes to everything else that happens every day of your life. There's a passage in Genesis 3, verse 15, where uh, Satan has caused Adam and Eve to fall and to sin already, just very quickly. And, and yet God curses the serpent and he tells him that you will bruise the heel of humanity, but humanity will bruise your head and strike you on the head. And the idea is <laughs> humanity can kill a snake. A snake can only and can do damage, granted, and sometimes even kill. But overall, uh, mankind has power over a snake. And what that passage, I believe, also is referring to called the Proto-Evangelion, the first look at the gospel. It's saying that Satan will bruise the heel of the Son of God. He'll cause him to be killed on the cross. But Jesus will strike him on the head and that, that stone will be rolled away and that tomb will be found empty. And ultimately, Jesus the Savior will have conquered even death. I'm excited about what's ahead for us. On Thursday, we'll take a little bit closer look at more of these chapters from this first reading, this first week's reading in the book of Genesis. And I hope and pray that you'll be blessed throughout this year as we read through the Bible in 2022. God bless you.